Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, anime, and more. I'm Nia. And I'm Corey. We're back. <laughs> We're back. I'm proud of us. We need to pat ourselves on the back. Pat, it's like pat. our, we're having a streak right now. This is our we most consistent. Are, we are, we've done um, Vampire Bloodlust uh hunter d we've done akira and now we are back again for yet another fantastic anime episode i love that we're doing films i feel like that makes it more manageable for us so in yeah the future, we, we may going... not be tackling shows. <laughs> yeah we were going to do monster but like monster is like 80 episodes and i'm only on episode like 15 so i don't know for <laughs> yeah. sure we, we wouldn't have been able to get that done in time for us to record today right yeah i i'm literally the same i started monster 2 and i'm like on episode 5 and i'm like oh this is a this is a long one <laughs> this is a lot so yes i think in the future we may stick with films because um that allows us to you know watch it once and we're good um maybe watch it rewatch it twice just to you know let everything sink in but if y'all want to recommend us any anime films you want us to talk about review or just give our opinions about please do share it on the discord or twitter or wherever you would like to comment um cory how are you doing i am pretty good before we started recording i was telling nia how i was playing tears of the kingdom for like the past two hours because today is friday may the 12th and tears of the kingdom just came out like like eight ten hours ago or so so yeah that's been good how about you nia Ooh, yay tears of the kingdom day um Shout out to everybody who's bought it. I hope it's a good game. Um, I'm nervous to play it. I will probably purchase it in a couple days. But no, I've been good. Just work. And then I've been picking up Mass Effect 3 again. Um, love it. Will Can't stress enough. I had kind of gotten overwhelmed with it because I saw like my side quest list and I was like, I don't want to do all this. <laughs> and so I just kind of stopped playing the game. And then now that I've kind of like gotten a break from it, I feel now like I'm ready to come back in and tackle my side quest list and tackle everything and really play and enjoy. So yeah. Um, but that's not what we're here today. We are here to talk about the 2023. Is it 2022? 2022. Yeah. 2022. Um, anime film Suzume. Uh, yeah. Corey, would you like to talk about it a little bit? Yes, so Suzume is a 2022 Japanese. Oh my gosh, I can't speak today. Suzume is a 2022 Japanese animated fantasy adventure film written and directed by Makoto Shinkai. So if you've seen Your Name, Weathering with You, this is the same writer and director. And like you can probably tell if you watch it. Um, <laughs> and it was produced by Comix Wave Films and distributed distributed by Toho Animation. The film features the voices of Nanoka Hara, Hakuto Matsumura, with the character designs by Masayoshi Tanaka, animation direction by Kenichi Tsuchiya, and art direction by Takumi Tanji. And then the music is by the Radwimps, who, and they also did the music for Shinkai's other two films. And um, in addition to the Radwimps, Kazuma Jinochi, sorry for the pronunciation, also help with the music so this is 
Shinkai's third collaboration with uh, the Radwhips band in Tanaka and for his movie um, After Your Name and Weathering With You. And this movie was inspired by the Tohoku earthquake and tsunami. A novel adaptation was also written by Shinkai and a manga series was illustrated by Denki Amashima and they both came out prior to the film's release. So the reason why Nia initially said 2023 when she first started this podcast is that the movie didn't come out internationally until 2023, but apparently it had already been out in Japan like for months before we got to see it. So mm. it first premiered in IMAX in Japan on November 7th of 2022 and was theatrically released nationwide on November 11th. And in 2023, it was distributed internationally by Country by Crunchyroll, Wild Brunch International, and Sony Pictures. And I believe it was distributed internationally in April or, yeah, pretty sure it was April. So the film received genuinely pro- generally positive reviews, um, a lot of praise for its animation style. I also think the animation was like really beautiful, uh, which is pretty typical for the studio that it came from. The characters emotional weight in the music was also praised a lot but there were a lot of criticisms about the plot being very similar to Shinkai's previous films which we will probably get into later because we kind of said the same thing so as far as how well the movie did it grossed over 319 million USD worldwide and it is now the fourth highest grossing Japanese film of all time as of May 12, 2023 and so just to put this in perspective, this movie came out internationally in April, and it is the fourth highest grossing grossing film. Ahead of it is Your Name at number three, which is Shinkai's other film, and then Spirited Away by Studio Ghibli, and then the number one highest grossing Japanese film is the Mugen Train movie from Demon Slayer, which is like, wow. That's literally, like, Corey, you know how crazy it is? I was literally about to type in what are the highest grossing anime films of all time Japanese films and then you literally had it right here so thank you <laughs> that list is bananas like I we could hold do a whole episode just talking about like this list and what it means <laughs> because I'm looking at these numbers like keep in mind Spirited Away the, the blue like the fact that she's still on the list after 20 years shout out to Studio Ghibli Miyazaki but like whoa Demon Slayer people went to the cinema they went to the movies um I also, this not- is highest grossing as in box office numbers, so it's not accounting for like DVD sales, merch sales, and whatnot. Because I'm pretty sure if it was all of that, we'll have way more Studio Ghibli movies in the top three. That's true, and it five. doesn't account for inflation. Yeah, probably. Exactly. Got you. Whoa, that's but that's still crazy. Like, and I kind of think it shows just how more mainstream anime has become over the past like five years I wouldn't even call it decade I would say like in the past five years it's kind of exploded what do you think yeah I definitely agree like somebody asked this the other day I can't remember who but they were like how do you feel about those people who I can't remember the exact phrasing of the question but they were like how do you feel about people who are quote-unquote anime fans but they only watch like big titles right and I was like, that just means that anime is more popular in general and that yeah. now we can walk into the store, we can walk into Target and buy manga and you can buy a little Tanjiro fingering. We couldn't do that like six years ago. Nah, at the <laughs> most. And even back in like the peak, if you want to call the peak, 
that like the first anime peak in like the early 2000s where you could go in and buy like a Pokemon card set or whatever that still people didn't associate it with like it was way more detached from like the anime label like exactly it, it felt more just like a regular cartoon so people didn't associate it with like anime does that make sense like it makes complete sense and now we have casual anime merchant stores like i just mentioned like in your regular everyday uh like walmart target and then we have lots of anime movies being shown in theaters and not just for one day like they are still like suzume as of as of today is still being shown in theaters after like a month and before like five years ago if there was an anime movie in theater it'd be shown for like one day yeah and then that was kind of (laughs) it but right the fact that Suzume, we were able to go to, there are many different theaters that we could choose from to see it at, not just the ones in the areas that have a lot of Asian people. Right. It was like, really like, wow, like this is, this is serious. And what's crazy about it that makes it a little different from like the peak, I guess, in the early day, like early 2000s of like Pokemon and like Yu-Gi-Oh, like those days, those kind of were like franchises. Like the first Pokemon movie made a lot of money. I remember that. Cause I think I saw it in theaters question mark. I don't know. I have a vague memory about that, but mm-hmm. like, I remember like people would watch those move. The only movies that would get localized were like the big, like Pokemon associated, like Dragon Ball Z associated. Like it had to be a part of like a major name to have like an original title. Like your name is an original work. Suzume is an original story. They're both by the same director and writer, but like, they're they're not from a franchise they're not from like this long-standing ip which is crazy like it's almost like we're at the age now where like an anime film that just has like a good review or rating can top the box office you know does that make sense like it makes complete sense yeah like it no longer needs to be associated with this big brand to get localized exactly exactly and i one thing i will say about suzume though it had excellent marketing like it had really really good marketing um we can just i'm gonna do a brief synopsis in a second but we can skip ahead to one of the first questions is like how did you hear about this movie and i'll go ahead and start like for me i kept seeing it on tiktok repeatedly the same commercial of spoiler alert um the same commercial for what was his name sota the same commercial of sota turning into a chair and Mm. suzumi running after him kept popping up on my tiktok feed repeatedly kept seeing it on twitter i think i saw it on hulu once when i was watching like real housewives like as a commercial i think i saw like a poster of it on a bus like a a bus stop oh wow so like this movie's marketing was like this movie was everywhere like people like you definitely would hear about it like they paid a lot for the marketing so yeah that's how how i first heard about this movie what about you um Interestingly, I didn't see it before you told me about it, Mm -hmm. but I also think the art style is so similar to that of your name. Like even the aesthetic of like the posters looks kind of similar. So I probably might've seen this in the wild, but I just didn't like disassociate it from your name or like, I just thought, oh, I've, this is something I, you know, I didn't really associate it as its own thing. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I might have seen it in passing, but I think you were the first one that told me about this movie. Yeah, I think I was. But yeah, this movie was, it was like literally everywhere. It was kind of ridiculous. And I was like, and you're so right about the aesthetic 
being like so similar to your name like it looks it, it looks, looks yeah like <laughs> the art yeah. style the animation and I don't think that's a bad thing like a lot of studio it could be this directors and writers like this is their you know trademark art style like every studio kind of has that like Studio Ghibli's films the characters some of them look similar the 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 humans might have a similar uh how do I describe it like features um like you can say oh this is definitely a studio ghibli film this is a miyazaki film um i don't think that's a bad thing necessarily um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because it's very this movie is very pretty it looks like the setting the horizon shots whenever you get like a good horizon landscape shot it's just like wallpaper (laughs) it's like phone back uh, phone wallpaper type scenery exactly so just to give a synopsis of the movie just in case nobody I mean, just in case anyone who is listening to this just plans on not seeing it at all <laughs> but I do recommend you watch it if you get the chance to because it's pretty okay um so Suzume is a coming of age story for the 17 year old protagonist Suzume set in a set in various disaster-stricken locations across Japan, where she must close the doors, causing devastation. This summary is from the official Suzume website, by the way. So, Suzume's journey begins in a quiet town in Kyushu, located in southwestern Japan, when she encounters a young man who tells her, I'm looking for a door. This man is 21 by the way just to point that out and Suzume is 17 I just want to establish that now because for the discussion that we're going to have later so Suzume is 17 and the mysterious young man Sota is 21 what Suzume finds is a single weathered door standing upright in the midst of ruins as though it was shielded from whatever catastrophe struck Seemingly drawn by its power, Suzume reaches for the knob. Doors begin to open one after another all across Japan, unleashing destruction upon any who are near. Suzume must close these portals to prevent further disasters. So to further explain this, in the setting of this world, which is still on Earth in Japan, just kind of like an alternate reality, um, basically in the ruins and abandoned places of... uh, areas of japan there will be a door in the middle of these ruins and the door is attached to a realm that contains a a worm that is basically like a giant worm that is the cause of all earthquakes in japan so when this door is opened that means it's no longer sealing the worm and so the worm does this thing where it slowly tries to crawl out of the door and when it's fully crawled out it falls from the weight of it being so heavy and when it falls it causes the earthquake so what sota and suzume have to do is go to each of these doors and close them before an earthquake earthquake would actually happen and kill millions of people so i thought that was a really interesting way to like uh mythologize the earthquakes Mm-hmm. like give lore because japan is a country that uh is stricken by many earthquakes because of where it lies on the tectonic plates i think it's on the ring of fire or maybe that's california that's on the ring of ring of fire um mm-hmm. and also i don't know if this was just me overthinking but like mm-hmm. i was also interested with how they tied in how it's only abandoned areas where these doors pop up because um if anybody like if you didn't know like well I think people know this that Japan has a lot of abandoned villages and towns across the country 
like where people like they're literally like just empty homes like most of the population in that town is either gone or it's just like sitting there like they call them like abandoned uh, ghost towns and they said that there's so many because of like depopulation declining in traditional industries migration to urban areas for better economic opportunities so it's like there's so many like scattered ghost towns so like trying to make a plot like including some of those areas like that idea of Japan being a country full of like these abandoned places and what that means for the future of the country. I think that's cool to tie that in too. Yeah. I actually had no idea that Japan had an an issue with like abandoned towns. I know China has this problem with abandoned cities and stuff where like it's, it's a combination of the same thing that's happening in Japan as far as people moving to more urban areas and also like these giant, companies creating trying to create these mini cities and then the project ultimately falling through and just never finishing so they have these ghost towns but yeah i had no idea that was happening in japan i wonder if that happens anywhere in america as well i have to look into that right i am curious too because i know america there's a lot of like um like in desert areas there's a lot of probably ghost towns too just because of climate but i'm curious too yeah uh do i want to sorry sorry guys who are listening this summary just starts going into poetic language but i've basically explained (laughs) the story to you so i don't need to i don't need to finish reading the synopsis okay so back to our discussion about the movie so we already went through our first question of how did you hear about the movie and also uh to anybody listening go ahead and answer some of these questions in like the comments on apple Podcasts, and i believe you can comment on spotify now and let us know what you think about this movie um or add us on twitter okay so was this movie what you thought it was going to be and if not what were you expecting (sighs) when you told me this director when i when i think we told me this was the same director who did your name i said ah i knew kind of what i was in for but I will say, in my opinion, like some people may like this more than your name, but I did not. I thought your name was a better story. It was more emotional and intriguing to me personally. Um, So I went into this kind of expecting something to tug at my heartstrings like your name kind of did. But I feel like I was kind of let down a bit. Um, Do I think it's bad? No. Um, I just thought that I was expecting a little bit more um intriguing plot wise um i thought that the and i think it's because they tried to add these fantasy lore elements like of the worms and stuff that i kind of wasn't as intrigued by i was more intrigued by um the sort of storytelling elements that were sort of things we had seen in other media like body switch spoilers body switch um, like sort of interdimensional connections type things. But this felt a little bit like they were trying to fit multiple movies and multiple ideas in one thing. So I was kind of let down by the delivery a bit. Um, what did you think it was going to be? So I have actually never seen any other Shanghai movie besides this one. So I didn't know what to expect. Um, I, from the trailers that I kept seeing, I knew that uh, Sota was going to turn into a chair. <laughs> That's about it. Right. I had no idea what the movie was going to actually be about. 
and I knew there was going to be some kind of romance element, but actually watching the movie, it was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> like, not <laughs> not necessarily in a bad way. In some parts, in some parts, it is in a bad way, which we will elaborate on. But in other parts, it wasn't a bad way. I thought it was really interesting. There was a point in the movie, though, where I thought the movie could have ended and it would have been a 10 out of 10 almost. But they Mm -hmm. kept continuing past that point. And the more they continued past that point, the more the score dropped for the movie. Because I started like my suspension of disbelief started wearing off. And I started noticing things in the movie where I was like, this is kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, yeah. I will say that just to like for your for that point, your name hits like I wish that like the, your name hits that sort of um, sweet spot of not having to suspend your disbelief that much because it's so based in reality in a way. This is not um, this is definitely more fantasy. And I don't know how I feel about them tackling fantasy because I feel like there's elements that are good, but I feel like the plots work better when they can focus on you know, like the, the, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Focus on less about trying to build a world and more just about the the mechanics of the plot. Um, Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, when I was talking about suspicion of disbelief, I don't mind like the fantasy element because I thought it was really cool. Like I said, with the warm lore and then them having like the Kitsune in there and like other stuff like that. But as far as like the relationship between Suzume and Sota, that's when my brain started being like, started adding stuff up. Yeah. And it was kind of like, mm. so like, For we me- can go ahead and skip to like, um, a different question so we can continue to la- go ahead and elaborate on what we're talking about. Um, so what I'm going to ask is what was the worst thing about this movie, but go ahead and continue what you're about to say. Oh no, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it's just like, you know, that part that you just said about suspending disbelief that the spoilers for people who don't want to know the car scene. I was like, oh, this is, this is fiction. Like this is nothing realistic at all. Like when she jumped into the car of that that man's car, the whole car ride, the whole car ride seeks a segment. When as soon as she comes in, when they're all sitting in the car together, I was like, "What is this movie? <laughs> like, this is not a realistic conversation. This is not a realistic, not even realistic. But it's like it doesn't feel like this is what human beings would say in these scenarios. Um, especially the driver, the guy who was the driver. I was like, "Who are you? <laughs> How are you so nonchalant about all of this?" Um, yeah, that was just my opinion on that. But, um, but the you said what did you feel about the plot or like like what was the worst thing well we can do both how did you feel about the plot and then what was like the worst thing about this movie and what what did you like about the movie oh worst thing about the movie the age the age thing they made him 21 (laughs) while she's 17 please anime please directors writers in japan stop it (laughs) please we are begging you to stop we are pleading on our knees for you to stop doing these adult child age gaps it's unnecessary this movie could have existed without him being 21 or it could have existed with her being 20 we don't need age gaps like this this is not fun um definitely the worst part second worst part i will say sometimes the script fell a little flat for me i felt like how do i put this like when people are put in extraordinary situations you expect certain reactions right yeah and even if it's a fantasy film you expect them to behave as a typical 
person would under those circumstances. Seeing some of the reactions of some of these characters to really obscure events was and how like unaffected they were and how nonchalant they were, how easily accepting they were about this kind of once in a lifetime, couldn't believe my eyes moment. I was like, I don't believe it. Like that's why I had to suspend my disbelief because I was like, people wouldn't react like this. That kind of bothered me a little bit. What about you? For me, I kind of have the opposite problem where the the emotional weight was not adding up to what occurred in the movie. So Mm -hmm. like for me, like the worst thing about the movie, like I said before, like I was hinting at, up to a certain point, the movie was really good. But when they kept going past that point, I was like, no. And up the point I'm talking about is when Sota becomes the... I'm trying to remember it because it's been a while since we've seen this movie. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to I know remember what you're talking about. exactly what he happened. He becomes like the beacon or whatever you call it. I don't know if the exact term, but he becomes like the, the physical manifestation of the the what is it called the key i think i think they're called keys right i believe so so what i believe happened and i'm trying to read through the wikipedia summary real quick to make sure i'm actually correct because i don't want to say something that's not correct but sota becomes the keystone right and he he's he doesn't immediately become the keystone he slowly gets to that process of becoming Mm -hmm. the keystone and then after he does so um you know, he is placed in an area in Japan, in Tokyo where he's supposed to um, now take over the previous Keystone's place to prevent the big worm from crushing, like, Tokyo at this point. And so it was, like, this big dramatic scene when that happened. And, of course, like, Suzume is very saddened by that because she became close with him because they traveled saving the world for a few days. So for me, I felt like if the movie would have ended there, where like Sota turning turns into the keystone, and then Suzume is forced to use Sota to seal it, because that's what happens. Like he turns into the keystone, and then Suzume has to put him into the area that he needs to be in to seal it. If they would have left mm-hmm. it at that, I feel like that that would have been a really good movie. Like, and we, it could have it could have ended with like Suzume as an adult kind of like reflecting on that and like thinking about like oh like I wonder if he's still protect protecting Japan and stuff like that but what happened is after he becomes the keystone and she uses him to seal away the worm she then turns back and goes on this quest to save him because she's in love with him and she is willing to switch places with him and become the keystone herself in order for him to live as a normal person now, when that happened, I did not under, like, my brain couldn't compute that because I was just <laughs> thinking about, like, this is illogical. This is, like, so illogical. Why are yeah. you willing to throw away your entire family, all the friends you had in school, your entire life, to switch places with this man who you've only known for a few days? You don't know. She don't know him. Even she if you don't know She's him. saying that she's in love with him and stuff. That's one thing. You can be in love with him, but the fact that you're so in love with him that you're, you you want to die for him, basically, I'm just, I was kind of like, whoa, how did we get here? Like, how yeah, did we get to this point? It was a zero for a hundred real quick. Like, to me, it's a, that's why I say I got to compare it to your name yet again. Your name, there's so much time that allows both protagonists to, like, get to know each other. So it feels more 
real like oh they have a bond this has happened for a while now but this I was like it's been like three days and he's a chair like and I'm not saying you can't like I'm not saying that she can't like him or whatever I'm just saying she don't know him. it's like yeah like, exactly like, it's minutes. not that she can't be in love with him like if she really fell in love with him after like three days that's fine but it's the fact that she's willing to die for him that threw me off but I was like, right. that's a bit much. Like, you you really disregarding your aunt right now. Like, you don't even... Right. Like, what, what happened to your aunt who took care of you ever since your mom passed? Like, you don't care? You're not thinking about anybody you have back home who's probably looking forward to seeing you again after you ran right. off with this strange man? And that's just like, they didn't even... And the thing is, it's like, I get it. But I, I feel like the, the love trope was very much unnecessary in this case. Like, they could have just had, like, the power of friendship or whatever, because that would have been more realistic like yeah. you don't have the time it's like what i just don't understand me, the decision to do that i guess like the counter to that would be like oh like when people are in like these traumatic or like fantastical situations like it's easier for them to feel stronger emotions and i get that but as a but that just shows me that i'm really not a fan of this kind of unfolding of love i guess i'm like more of a slow burn person because this was just very yeah. rapid to me and like yeah it's giving air like it's giving original little mermaid ariel looks on the boat sees eric and says daddy i love him it's like sis you saw him once on the boat like you don't you haven't you don't know his name yeah <laughs> and then to add on to add on to make this like worse like nia said like the age gap thing like him being like 21 22 and her being 17 like the age is already bad, but then they they also put it in your face because the whole yeah. time she's wearing a, a high schooler's uniform, right? And he is clearly, clearly a senior in college, has his own apartment. Literally, clearly an adult. Like, like he's clearly an adult. It's not even a thing of where you could question like, oh, maybe he's like, maybe he's 18. You know, maybe he just nope. graduated high school. No, it's like they make it very clear that he's a grown man. And they make they, it very even clear that she's very scene. young. Listen, they even highlight that when the fact that they, the, the, <laughs> I can't even speak. She's still wearing her school uniform or an iteration of it when she goes to his friend's car and everybody's looking around like, why is oh my goodness, what's going on here? Because they know it looks suspicious. Why is she like, because, and even if she's not in a relationship with the guy's friend, it's like even her going in the car with the with the other friend who is a grown man as well, it looks weird. And that's why I'm like, why did y'all do this? You didn't have to make an age gap. Like this, his character would have changed zero had you made him 18. Like, yeah and what make and then another thing that makes it worse is that okay say you have him have her be in love with a, a man who's older than her well, that is a like it's a problematic age gap okay that's fine whatever well it's not fine but it's whatever Pe- people you know teenagers have crush crushes on grown men sometimes but the fact that you right. have him reciprocate her feelings or like is heavily infi- it's heavily hinted by the end of the movie that he reciprocates her feelings towards him where I'm like, okay, this right. is like really like you're dragging it at this point. You didn't have to do yeah. that. <laughs> like you did I not actually have to agree do that. that if they made her like have a crush on him, that he would have just treated her like a little sister. Yeah, or, like, he should have been the adult in the situation and stopped it. But they made him reciprocate. It's like, what's happening here? Like it, it was so unnecessary. Like ah it's just it puts it puts a stain on the movie to be honest it really does because once i kind of realized what was going on here 
in regards to their ages, that's when I started like pulling away from the movie. And I was like, ah, uh, this is not <laughs> this is not eating the way it did in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> I will say too, the way the movie is set up, you really think that it's about to end after she um places the key uh Sota, who is now the keystone in the ceiling right. spot. Like you think it's about to end because it's set up that way and then it just continues. I'd actually be um, curious to know if they actually planned it to end after that or if they planned something because it did feel like such a conclusion and then all of a sudden you're back again. It's like, huh, what else is there to cover? Like, I feel like they, I feel like they might've actually planned it that way, but things might've changed along the way, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But overall, how did you feel about the plot? Like, do you still, is it, are your feelings mainly the criticisms you had or do you have other feelings about the plot? Um, I, I feel like it was an, I mean, it was enjoyable. I didn't dislike watching it. I just didn't feel intrigued by the plot. Um, it reminded me, well, I won't say that. I will say that, um, it reminded me like of one long episode of an anime. Like, does that make sense? Like it reminds me of like one, like it, sh- it should have been multiple episodes. Um, it didn't feel like one giant story. It felt like multiple stories trying to work together. Um, yeah, I, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think we said the same thing in the car when we were leaving. Like, oh, this would have ate if it was an actual anime because of how much yeah. lore was going on in the background. Yeah, I feel like there's too much lore for this single movie. And I feel like they didn't flush out anything. And there were a lot of subplots that were kind of left by the wayside. Like her sister getting, spoilers, her sister getting possessed by this cat um, god thing. And all of a sudden her sister, I mean her aunt, I didn't mean to say sister, her aunt getting possessed by this cat god and then all of a sudden saying these really hurtful things to Suzume. And I'm like, um, are we going to talk about this? Like, I, I a lot of things just kind of, it felt like things were just happening and they wouldn't get resolved. And so I don't know how I feel about that. Um, it kind of felt kind of choppy segmented. And in the end, when they try to tie everything together, I was like, okay, but I don't feel like the plot was strong enough for this resolution like um like it was enjoyable did I dislike it no but I would not watch this again (laughs) what do you think so for me because I had never seen any of Shinkai's movies I thought this was really interesting like I said like I really loved like the lore that they had going on about how the earthquakes are actually being caused by these magical like or spiritual worms like that's what's causing the earthquakes and like um the kitsune and all the japanese mythology that they had going on underlying in the movie like i thought that was so interesting like i thought the whole setup of them racing against time to close these portals before the country gets destroyed was really cool and so like when we left the movie like i was saying earlier like we were both saying like this would have been a really good anime so i thought the plot was really good but like if you're like me where once you realize something like really wrong that goes against your moral beliefs <laughs> you can't unsee it <laughs> so like the fact that like for me like one of like one of my strong like moral beliefs is like the adults should not be having romantic relationships with children in any capacity i don't care if it's like a 17 and 21 year old 
that one is a grown ass man one is a high school student so um exactly once I saw that I just couldn't unsee it and it was really ruining the movie for me like I was actually really upset so I was like this movie would have been so like cool had they not done that like why did they do that like was this really necessary like this author or the writer needs to be investigated because why did you have to do that like <laughs> did you really need to make her 17 you couldn't have had her be a graduating senior who was 18 like you had to make sure we knew that she was a junior in high school and that right. he was a graduating college student who was about to yeah. be a teacher by the way which is to be more <laughs> which is like it, it ruins the movie and it's and it's crazy because it's unnecessary it's not needed um and it shows that like, and it's weird because how do you start off with something like your name, which is such a well thought out, like well planned. It feels like they had all their P's and Q's lined up. And then this, it's like, where have y'all dropped? Why are y'all dropping the ball with this romance? Like, why are y'all doing this? It's unnecessary. Um, I completely agree. Um, yeah, that really did ruin it for me. Like I, it put it way down in terms of like, potential like interest um yeah so since you did watch your name do you agree with the criticism that the way this plot is set up is very similar to how your name was set up and his other movies were set up um shinkai's to me i didn't watch his other movie i think that's called what is his other movie called weathering your weathering storm or weathering something yeah i haven't seen that movie but i have seen your name and i will say that your name's pacing was a bit better um, but it was way more slice of life, which is why I feel like the pacing was more controlled. Um, this is not slice of life. So I feel like the writers and directors had a hard time picking which scenes should come in and which ones should not. Whereas with, whereas with your name, I feel like they really got a clear understanding of, okay, this is what's going to happen next. Then this is what's going to happen next. But um, it felt way more choppy narratively. Um like they would come up with an idea, show you a little bit of it, then go somewhere else. But then you haven't gotten the answer to that first thing. And then they would bring a new idea in. And so it nothing, it didn't really all connect with like a good bow on it. And I don't mean everything needs to have like a proper bow over it. Wrap, we're wrapping every single idea up. I just feel like it was similar, but it wasn't as well fleshed out as your name was. I feel like your name worked so well as a film I wouldn't mm-hmm. want a year name 16 episode series. Um, I would want for this a 16 episode series with like fixed age gap stuff. But like the ideas deserve needed more time and your name had the appropriate amount of time. This did not. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But as far as the movie structure, like the way the plot progressed, progressed was it similar at all either? Or was it just like completely different? Um, I think it was the criticism was like the way the movie is structured in general like them meeting having an adventure he almost dies yeah. she saves him them getting together in the end like yeah i think it is uh, that that part of the structure it is um it just doesn't hit as well <laughs> in this one but yeah i think definitely the structure is very similar yeah i think that if i'm gonna go and watch i'm um, sorry by the way the movie was called weathering with you that's his um second movie after your name but I'm going to go watch your name and weathering with you. And if it really is structurally like similar to Suzume, then I see why they criticize that because that's like three movies in a row where you have the same, like <laughs> the same movie structure. You just put different paint on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, what that kind of could, that kind of may not be a bad thing. 
you know that might not be a bad mm-hmm. thing um okay do you think this movie lived up to the hype or if what well, would would it be hyped for you because you didn't really hear about it at first until we went to go see it right yeah um i don't for this box office amount i don't think it Mm -hmm. would live up to that hype level um i think it's enjoyable but do i think it's as good as your name or as good as some of the other films on this list like spirited away no um I definitely think it's one of the weakest, but I'm not saying I've never watched um, Slam Weathering Dunk. Weathering with you. Oh, Slam yeah. Dunk. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking at the I, top five list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Slam Dunk, from what I know, was like peak sports uh, manga. Like literally, like okay. apparently like the best sports manga to ever exist. Mm. So yeah, I'm surprised it's higher than Slam Dunk. Right, but right. Slam Dunk came out like, I think like a month or two earlier than this movie in Japan. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but for me, um, I don't really think it lived up to the hype. Like, I probably will forget about this movie. Um, yeah, I think it's like a one and done type thing. Um, did it live up to the hype for you? I think had the movie ended when Sota turned into the keystone in Suzume's hands and she plunged it into the earth, sealing away the worm, the movie would have eight. That would have been like a 10 out of 10, like writing movies. Martin Scorsese needs, Martin Scorsese <laughs> needs to review this. Like he needs to take notes. Like this is how you end a movie. Like I thought that movie would have like, not saying like in there and just go black, but in there like plot wise and then have like a little right. reflection at the end. Like it would have ended right there. Who that would have been an amazing movie. But the fact that it kept going once again is what like, me made me feel like it doesn't really live up to the hype and what people are saying about it like how good this movie is i feel like once they kept going it was just like oh okay all right scores yeah, being lower and lower we went from a 10 oh now we're at a nine. Oh, now we're at a six <laughs> 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 right <laughs> so yeah it dragged on um and the last 30 40 minutes was needed <laughs> basically yeah um would I recommend this movie to be watched? Uh, I mean, yeah. If you have a, like, I, I feel like if you were asking me this while the movie was actively in theaters everywhere, like it's still in theaters now, but I don't know if it's everywhere. I would say yes, just to experience it in a theater. Would I recommend you watch it when it comes out to streaming platforms? Probably not. I probably would tell you like uh, you, there's other stuff you can watch like this is not like really peak to me so yeah what about you would you recommend it to other people um I would say if you're interested watch it but for people who may not want to already watch this probably not like I don't think this is a good introductory to like anime film because they'll be like why is he 21 and she's 17 <laughs> um so no I feel like your name is still the better of the two if you want to watch one of his films or this writer's films, um, please watch your name instead. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, I'm curious to see what this director and writer does next. Cause if this is like, if the next one after this is quite literally the same thing, different font, I'm going to be like, Oh, <laughs> okay. He's a one trick pony. <laughs> right. Okay. And then are there 
any other thoughts that you had about the movie? Like anything that stood out to you or any moments that were your favorite? Uh, just love the animation. It's so nice. Um, yeah, I liked the, yeah, I think the animation was really, really nice. Um, and there were some good moments. Like there were moments where like you can tell, um, like in the beginning more. So I liked the, that part. Um, yeah, that's about it. What about you? <laughs> uh, for me, my moments that stood out was the first time that they had to seal the worm. Um, when they were at, we're in, I think Kyushu where Suzume is from when she first yeah. saw the ruins I thought that was really interesting because I had never seen something like that before. Like I thought that was like such an interesting way to explain earthquakes in Japan. Um, I thought Daijin, the little cat Keystone was pretty interesting. Um, he was a bit annoying because like, yeah, he was very childish, but it kind of made sense that he was childish as he was like, like a God, like, and like in most mythology, gods are quite like, selfish right so like it makes it makes sense that he was like that um and then another moment one moment that really stood out to me when she just jumped in that lady's car that that yeah. grown woman's car but then not then the woman had kids so it made it a bit better right <laughs> but when yeah. she was just jumping in that stranger's car i was like girl and then this girl traveling all around japan like do people in japan just do that like teenagers they just go right <laughs> just, just, just like <laughs> Yeah, those are my, those are things that stood out to me. Um, I don't think. What I would you rate this? <laughs> on a rating, I want to give it a very low score, but I did <laughs> enjoy a lot of this movie aside from like the last thirty minutes. So I'm gonna give it like a seven, a six and a okay. half to a seven. Yeah, I would give this a six. Um, I would. Yeah, the age gap thing really brought it down. It dragged. Um, enjoyed the first part of it for sure the mystery in the beginning was very cool the way they set it up but um uh yeah it lost me over time <laughs> yeah um that's pretty much all i had to say about this movie i think you don't have anything else to say either so that was our kind of review and recap of suzume um, I'm sorry if you really like this movie and you heard our negative, kind of negative and also positive opinions about it. But these are just our opinions, you know, and how we feel about the movie. Of course, you probably, you're, uh, you're, you, it's okay for you to feel completely different and disagree. If you do disagree, let us know on Twitter or TikTok or anywhere else you can find this podcast, like Spotify, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, um, Podbean all the other uh, podcast platforms but yeah that's all I had yeah thank you Corey yeah and um, like Corey said follow us on all our social media platforms thank y'all for listening um, next time I think we will also pick another film but I don't think we pick which film we want to do next <laughs> but um, it might be who knows what it might be next um, yeah thank you all so much for listening until next time I am Nia and I'm Corey bye bye